0: So yeah, for me, it was around the time when, um, so I used to be in the 60s before um, Tank died. Yeah. So we used to all just, you know, go hang out, uh, stand outside the liquor store, stand outside the corner store, whatever you name it. Um, we used to go hang out in the restaurant, cross over into the Vidoc, hop on the train, you know, shit like that. So. Yeah, it was the tensions back then, yeah, but not like it is now. to a minimum. Um, we're not going to be on here speaking ill on anyone. We're not going to be uh, talking down on anyone. I'm just going to give you my perspective of what it was like for me growing up in the early 80s, excuse me, the, the early 90s, late 80s, early 2000s in the city of where I'm from, Chicago. So without any further ado, let's get right into it. So um, I grew up in uh Chicago Illinois uh born and raised um, my mother had me in nineteen eighty three um, I am a Scorpio as most of you know um, and yeah uh jumping off from there man we um, we sub- we grew up on the uh, south side of Chicago uh, my mother grew up back east. Uh, moved to the South Side. Uh, my grandmother then moved to the South Side early on. And uh, that's where I started to come of age. At the current time, when my grandmother uh, moved to the South Side, I was living in Chatham. Uh, my mother was dating a guy at the time. Um, at Her and my dad had split. And, uh, yeah. So, you know, typical childhood, as I always say. You know, um, lots of us in the family. So I used to run around, hang out with my cousins. Uh, Grew up with my uncles. Grew up with the kids in the neighborhood, just like any other inner city at the time. Um, Went to school. Uh, Nothing crazy. Um, By the time I was about, say about six, uh, we moved to High Park. Um, Back then, High Park was... uh, where your upper middle class used to live. So, um, needless to say, um, at the time they was, you know, the people that was raising me had a couple dollars. Um, so thank you all for, uh, you know, not making it too stressful on me as a child. Honestly, I appreciate that. Um, some of the things that they instilled in me, uh, these traditional values, I carry over to this day. So I will be forever grateful Um, So, yeah, um, it was uh, at the time, me, my sister, uh, my older sister at the time, uh, my mother and my mother's boyfriend. uh, We were all living in High Park at the time. Um, From there, we moved to the south suburbs, um, also known as Calumet City at the time. Not old Calumet City, but more so new Calumet City. Uh, Anybody from the area know what I'm talking about. Uh, So, yeah, um, and that is where... Um, everything pretty much jumped off for of me right there around, uh, about 89, 90 to 92, um, is really when I started to, um, get involved with all the dumb stuff that was going on in my, uh, in my life that would carry on into my, um, my, uh, later years, my teenage years, going into my adult years, which is what landed me, um, and, uh, the situation I'm in now. Um, so yeah, uh, early on, you know, uh, like I said, I was a typical kid, went to school, got good grades, um, not as grades in my opinion, you know, I got decent grades. School to me was kind of boring, um, you know, I would go home, get a different education from, uh, my grandmother, my grandfather. Um, You know, I'm hearing all these things that, you know, how how black people are going through the struggle. All these great things that black people did. And then I go to school and I get told that we started off in slavery. Um, I get told that, you know, the the capitalist society of America um, colonized America for its own benefit, you know? Um, Things of that nature. So, getting two sets of history, Um, not really confusing because. Um, the people that was in my life, you know, they gave me a good foundation. Let me know what right looks like. What am I supposed to, you know, how to move as a man, um, a black man in America at that. So, um, yeah. So, uh, jumping off into about 92, 93, um, around that time, uh, I was like nine or 10 years old. Um, I'm a little ahead of myself in, um, school. So roughly about nine years old, right around that time, you know, my mother and her boyfriend split. Uh, We ended up moving back to the city of Chicago uh, to my grandmother's house um, down in the 50s, 52nd and low to be exact on the South side of Chicago. Um, So around that time, here I am trying to figure out what's going on in my immediate household. Now I'm being uh, thrown into another household, which is my grandmother's household and, and not to say that she didn't welcome us with open arms because you know my grandmother Already had a full house uh, She had my uncle which was her youngest son. She had her um, Her daughter there and her daughter's kids and then now here's another one of her daughters coming um, Telling her hey mom, I need a place to stay for me and my kids so yeah um, going from weekend visits to living there full-time uh, was a big adjustment. Um, however, you know, I just well. So right around 92, 93, uh, I don't want to say that's around the time I started hustling, but it's around the time that I started getting into, um, into hustling, should I say, you know, started hanging out with um, some of the guys from the area, uh, started linking up with them. I think i got my first pack i was about 10 years old i was off into sixth grade um and i picked up my first pack and started hustling um i know that sounds crazy but like i said i was a little older i was a little younger um than everyone that was around me i was ahead of myself in uh school so if my age seems a bit off that's the reason why um i was 10 in 6th grade um 11 and 7 you know 12 and 8 so forth uh, um so yeah without further ado you know uh started hanging out with some of the guys, started getting into some mischievous things uh you know, we used to run around the projects just like everybody else. We'd be uh way on forty second hanging out in the jets over there, going on to the twenties, be way out west hanging out out there uh come back to the uh Cabrini greens you know uh, my aunt used to stay out there, so um I always felt you know safe throughout the city because uh back when I was younger, my grandfather used to take me around all the neighborhoods introducing me. To everyone. Everybody loved my grandfather. Shout out to my grandfather. My mother's father was amazing. Man, did a lot of things for me and the family. Um, great guy, man. Taught me a lot of great things. Taught me how to move. Taught me how to keep my emotions in check. Um, taught me how, um, how, to, how to operate around older people, um, which is why I think I, I still tend to do so well around older generation. They laugh and go, how do you know this? Um, and I go, well, you know, because I hung around such and such, such and such. And, you know, you always get a giggle out of you know that. So, shout out to my grandfather. The man was amazing. Um, yeah, so then from there, uh, you know, went off into middle school. Um, wasn't wasn't really into gangs. A lot of people ask me, like, um, was I really into gang banging and the gang culture? Was the gang culture what it is today? Um, I Honestly, I, I really wasn't, um, wasn't a quote-unquote gang banger. Um, you know, I used to hang out with a bunch of guys. Some of the guys used to be Stones. Some of the guys used to be BDs. Some of the guys used to be GDs, Solid Foes, Vice Lords. Um, I pretty much was cool with pretty much anybody um, Only reason why is because My motivation was not uh, About territory And um, And, and what, what, what colors you had on My motivation was more so Money You know what I mean um, A couple things that motivate me And we talk about this on the channel all the time You know pussy, money um, And my motivation was money you know what I mean? Because I knew if you had money, you know, girls would surround themselves around the guys who had money. So I, the women would come later, but you know, the first thing I had to do was establish getting some money. In order to get money, I had to link up with people who was getting money. So that's what I started to do. So that's how I started being around um, many different gang coaches. Um, not because I was outside in the streets gang banging, just because I was outside in the streets because. There was no place else for me to go, and so because I was outside in the streets, I had to have money to be outside, and so because I needed money, I started hustling at an early age. Um, so yeah, unfortunate, you know, um, that's just how it was. Uh, my mother would um, my mother would be off working two, three jobs trying to make ends meet, um, and so you know. Uh, Me looking at her out there, hustling, adapting to the culture, adapting to the situation. I figure, shit, what makes me any different? So I need to get my ass up off the couch, get out there and get some money for myself. Because my mother would give me like $20 and be like, all right, this got to last you for the next two weeks. And shit, man. (laughs) Uh, Between bus fare and trying to feed myself at lunch, um, sometimes I would have to, you know, get, get dinner by myself, you know. Um, it just wasn't enough, so, you know, um, between haircuts, like I say, uh, transportation, because, you know, I'm living on 52nd and low, and I'm going to school on like 148th, 149, 152nd, so I'm taking the bus uh, throughout the city, jump on the train, take the train all the way out to the south suburbs, from there, you know, I got to jump on another bus, you miss that bus, you're going to be late for school, so now I'm up extra early, leaving the house with my grandmother and my older sister, we jumping on trains, jumping on buses, getting in and out of the city. And by the time I get out there, you know, hey, it is what it is. And now I got to catch the bus, the train, all the way back. And if you miss a certain bus at a time, city shuts down transportation because they didn't want the guys from the city bussing out to the suburbs, sticking up to people in the later wee hours, which is also um, another thing that I got into as I was growing up, which is sticking up uh drug dealers and you know all the other kids out the south suburbs and sometimes you know i even hit some of the guys up in the city um but that's that came later on in life so at about 94 93 94 uh back then it used to be uh me Pooh, quick uh used to hang out with some of the guys tone uh go over tone crib and them you know they was the hoopers um him face little brother um, uh, Eddie Curry, all those guys, you know, um, uh, those guys, you know, they were um, way more popular, you know, dudes looking like they've been getting money since before money was around. So I started to surround myself with them. I actually got introduced to them by hanging with one of the guys named Quick that I was just talking about. So me and Quick grew up, Quick used to stay down the street from me um, when I was living on Yates. And so, um, because I knew him, um, we used to hang out and, uh, he introduced me to those guys, Tone, um, face little brother and so forth. And so, uh, when I used to hang out with them, you know, I always felt like my money wasn't right. You know what I mean? Cause you knew who had money, you stepping outside, always fresh, um, always clean, you know, looking like, looking like Harlem niggas, um, even though we from Chicago, um, but yeah um, stayed Dougie fresh and so me being me you know, I started to recognize this and go hey man I gotta get my weight up so then I started to to hustle and uh, you know my first uh, clientele was just a couple of the guys from around the area and then that drifted off into more more of an older crowd and more people throughout the city wanted to do business with me and that's just how I started getting into the drug business and so forth, yeah. So, uh, shout out to Quick and Pooh. I don't know where they at these days, but keep your heads up. Um, so yeah, so right around the time, 93, 94, you know, we were off into uh, middle school, seven, six, seven, eighth grade. Um, I ended up getting kicked out of school, um, more so just being in the wrong uh, area at the wrong time. Uh, this is what I mean when I say, um, if you're not from an area or or as to, let me even say this as to these day and age, a lot of people ask me, oh, you know, why I don't come around? And it's because when I was younger, I learned early on that just because I know you um, and we're cool, don't mean you're cool with someone else that I might have to run into or someone else sees me out and about and they see me with you. Now they're gonna think that I have a beef with them because they saw me with you, and they might have a beef with you, so now they gotta react to me before they before I can get to them. Even though I might not be on no bullshit, they're thinking, "Oh shit!" They go going of the ops because they saw me with someone else. So a situation like that jumped off, um, and a couple of guys, you know, a couple dudes ran up on me, uh, fucked me up pretty bad, and uh, that led to the police getting involved. And um, through that, you know, through that discovery. You know my address came out i wasn't supposed to be out there and um going to school in the south suburbs so ended up getting kicked out of school um my eighth grade year and um fucked me up really bad because now is where shit started to go really left because i don't have one a place to go to school and my mother didn't want to enroll me in the school in the city uh even though she was pissed you know um She was like well fuck you know um let me see what i can do so she ended up linking up with my cousin um my cousin ended up you know letting me come stay with her her and her boyfriend but the fucked up side to that is her boyfriend was like hey man you can't be in my house you know which you know all due respect back then you know i get it uh times was different Um, i know that sounds fucked up but you know i was a little knucklehead running the streets and yeah He was probably looking at it. I got to protect my family. You out here running these streets. I can't have you over here doing whatever the fuck it is you're doing. You're going to have these people run up in my house. You're not already been kicked out of school. So my cousin trying to, you know, keep our family intact was like, yo, you can't be in my career. I don't care what your mama say. You can come stand on my front porch. Um, but then it got to the point where I couldn't even come to the front porch. All I could do is use the address and I was just in the streets. So my mother would, uh, you know, come pick me up on the weekends, let me wash my clothes. And then for the rest of the week, you know, I would be out in the South suburbs, fucking just wandering. And then from there, um, what ended up happening is I, I finally graduated from school from eighth grade. And then we went back to the uh, city. So the summer that I was out of school, I ended up living with my dad. Dad was a fucking cool ass dude, um cool ass cat from fucking Indianapolis, uh former Marine, you know. Um so I was living out there and, you know, he's asking me if I want to come live with him. He's been, you know, on it for a minute. Hey, come stay with me, come stay with me. You know, this is where you need to be. This is you know, I'm hearing all this shit going on. This is where you need to be. But me being so brainwashed, I'm thinking my dad is on some bullshit. And it's probably should have I probably should have just stayed my ass with him instead of going back to my mother's house. Because once I went back to my mother's house Fucking rebel shit on that bullshit all day, every day. And that's where all the trouble started to come in. Because now I feel like both of my parents have abandoned me. I feel like my dad is on some bullshit trying to take me away from my mother. And my mother, on the other hand, is like, I can't afford to take care of you. She's about to have another kid. She's like, you know, figure this shit out. You're old enough to figure this shit out. So, uh, in the middle of all this confusion, we ended up getting evicted from our place. Um, and had to end up going back to the um, south side of Chicago, and I would permanently living there. But um, once again, I got to go to school, so we ended up um, we ended up getting a place out in uh, Dalton, Dalton, Illinois. Um, and my mother was like, "Hey, you know, there's a high school down the street. You can go to school down there." So I ended up going to school down there for a minute, for about two years, um, getting kicked out myself sophomore year right around sophomore year. um, Once again, hanging out with people, uh, trying to get some money, things like that. Fucking I'm getting into a lot of trouble. I'm locked up like every other day. And my mother is like, you gotta get your shit together. So um, ended up getting into a huge altercation in the middle of the main street uh, on Sibley Boulevard. Huge fight breaks out. I um, fucking split my shit down the middle Blood everywhere I'm all in the hospital And in the middle of all this Fucking I get um, I get framed um, For robbing A school teacher Can't make this shit up um, Ended up fucking uh, Getting questioned by some police They talking about how I ended up with some of this dude's shit um, And I remind you I just had my whole fucking head split open And um, I catch wind to who it is. Um, And and I'm like, yo, um, hey man, what the fuck, bro? You got me caught up in all this shit. Bro, you know, he like, bro, you know, yada, yada, yada." hit me with the whoop. Ended up taking the charge, getting kicked out of school. Now my mother is extra pissed because she's like, what the fuck? If you know who did it, why the fuck would you take the L? Why the fuck this motherfucker wouldn't take the L? Anyway, fast forward, I end up getting sent out to um, a whole nother city. So remind you, I'm about 14, 15 years old at the point. Like I can say I'm ahead of my time. So still super young, still a kid. But, um, so I ended up going to stay with my cousin again. This time um, <laughs> uh, it's, it's no better, uh, truth be told, um, because she's like, hey man, um, I don't give a fuck, you can't stay in my house. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, here I am, no place to go, uh, back in the same situation, um, like, fuck, man, and I'm catching a bus from one city to another, trying to go to school, trying to do all this shit, um, and it's the shit is just sparring out of control, and every time I would come back to the city, like, all the guys would be into it with a whole other group of guys, and I'm passing through all this shit, getting shot at. Um, high speed chases, all this, shit and I'm like, what the? fuck So, um, around my junior year, man, um, like towards the end of my sophomore year, going into my junior year, I met this guy, man, named Reggie. Uh, shout out to Big Reg, rest in peace to Big Reg, man. Um, that was my dude, man. Um, so I get introduced to Big Reg, and you know, um, cool ass cat, man. We sit down, we chop it up. And man, we ended up being friends for about about another about five, six, seven years. Man, um, never really ended friendship until um, uh, I, I ended up going into um, ended up ended up in a uh, anyway. So yeah, man. Um, rest in peace to Big Res, man. Um, shout out to Big Res and his family, though. Uh, man, they, they taught learned a lot about what family. Uh, family oriented family is supposed to be like you know how you get down with your family and stuff like that um what right looks like what wrong looks like and man we used to do a lot of shit man together bro so junior year come around me and these dudes are getting money man me him uh shout out to head head little brother uh me him head little brother um quick and you know quick uh some of the guys from out west you know um and uh, yeah, man, you know, uh, high school, right? Junior year in high school, we out here getting it. And um, it wasn't until uh, I started hanging out with some of the guys from the Hontics. Um man. Uh, I I don't want to say no. I don't. So uh, to the two T's, um, y'all know who y'all is, man. Me and my homeboy uh, T used to be. His his old his mother, um, we say old girl, but his his mother used to um live right next door to a uh a liquor store. And my other homie T used to live down the street from my homie uh little head. Um so yeah, so we you know, we all started hanging out, man. And um that's when I started getting into the whole stick up thing, right? Um, robbing drug dealers, um, robbing, you know, just to make ends meet because, you know, the, the the hustling thing wasn't going the way I wanted it to. And I I didn't have the type of clientele and the, the type of uh, product that I wanted at the time, so I resorted to just doing stick-up things. So, you know what I am sticking people up left and right, um, trying to make ends meet. And um, senior year rolls around, and that's when, uh, That's when things started That's when the guns started to come into play Everybody always had guns Don't get me wrong um, But It wasn't until um, It wasn't until around senior year That um, We started like really losing people You know what I mean um, And so what that what that did for me was it started to open my eyes up and go, damn, um, who do you really trust, right? Um, because there's a difference between us, you know, us throwing hands, man. We can we can throw hands all day, right? Um, but when you when you pull out a pistol, you know what I mean. Um, now you got to use it, because. If you don't use it, the next time you pull it out, somebody liable to smack the shit out of you and take it. So, um, when people started pulling out pistols, you know what I mean, the game started changing. Um, you could tell we was a lot older, you know. Um we ended up losing, um we ended up losing Tony that yeah. Tony ended up passing. Um yeah, that, that was tragic, man. Um, you know, so now we're we're, we're coming up on prom. Uh, started fucking with Munch. Munch was crazy, man. Munch was one of the guys from the '60s. Um, and you know, this is like I say, this is before Tank Path. We used to be hanging out in the '60s, hanging out at the liquor store, hanging out at the corner store, um, under the viaduct, catching the train, all that shit, man. We used to be over there by Hyde Park. You know, we hanging out in the 70s, the 60s, the, the 40s, the 50s. You know, we all over the place, man. It was it was, it was good times, man. You know, it was like one of the first times in a long time where, you know, the city just felt like, you know, felt right. Um, and then all that changed, man, when Tank passed. You know, Tank passed uh, right after that, you know, a couple other guys got killed. Um, a couple of guys killed coming to some of the guys, got, got arrested for it. Um, and then, uh, you know, we graduated and my mother, um, my mother moved back to the city. I moved out to the, uh, South suburbs, further South suburbs, trying to get away, you know, uh, I was going to college and, um, man, um, um, uh, when the guys came home, you know, um, and you know we we're doing this, we're doing it, man. We out here getting it, and uh, you know everything is right, like I say. Um, and it's the night of my birthday, and we're going to get him, and um, he ends up getting shot as we're on our way to get him. And back then, you know, we still was dealing with beepers and house phones. And, You know, it was seldom that somebody had a cell phone on them. And those who did, they ain't cutting it on before nine. (laughs) Um, So we pull up on uh, 52nd and low. And uh, we get the word that uh, he had just been shot. You know, they picked him up and took him to the hospital. And so here we are on our way to the hospital, you know, to check on, you know, somebody uh, I've known since I was uh, a toddler pretty much, you know. <laughs> and, um, and man, you know, I, I never forget that night. We just, you know, we just all in there. And uh, yeah, man. You know, take us in the back. They come out and tell us, you know, that, uh, he ain't make it, you know, this is, uh, you know, I seen my first murder at about like eight, nine years old. So, you know, but uh, to be that close, to have it hit that close to home, you know, that was, that was different, man. Um, this is my brother, man. You know what I mean? So we go in the back and they got them stretched out on the table, you know. And I'm looking around the room, man, and, uh, the women are just tears, bro. Everybody hurting. And, uh, it ain't ain't hit me yet, you know. And, uh, you know, I finally get back to the house that night, you know. And, uh, man, I just dropped to my knees, you know. My uncle was, had a spot, so we stand together, you know, and he, uh, he called a little young man, you know, you gotta understand, man, this is, this is not where your life ends, you gotta keep going, and, uh, man, I'm just, I'm dying inside, so, um, a couple years later, you know, I ended up, I ended up meeting my daughter's mother, and, um, you know we had Nat and, um, man, that, and man that changed everything you know I, I was like yo I gotta do better cause I, I had a homeboy man a partner of mine um who ended up uh, ended up dead man like he had some shit we don't know I, I don't know what the fuck happened I um I know he was you know found in the trunk set on fire. And uh that that fucked with me, man. I was like, what the fuck? So, um, you know, I I'm like, you know, I'm out, man. This is the same What uh I got a kid, you know, so I'm out, you know, been a couple been a minute, you know, I'm out and out. It's been about two years two, three years now, I think, at this point, you know, I'm out the game. I ain't I ain't fucking around. And uh and I'm hurting bad man I'm mean, bad But I'm good You know I'm I'm like I'm alright You know Got my daughter You know My daughter's okay Um That's all that matters So one One day I'm out Catching a bus Out to her house To go see my kid And um bumping to one of the guys Man from way Way back And uh Two of them actually Um when I was paralyzed at the time, you know. So sad, man. What happened, you know. Um, next is that I approached the vehicle, you know, a guy called me up when I approached the vehicle. And uh, you know, we just having a conversation and I peek in the car, man, I go, Hey man, you know, how are you, bro? I ain't seen you in years, man, and you know, um, I don't know if it was my conversation or my my earnest or Conversation that these two had before I walked up, but um, yeah, man, they were uh, <laughs> they were about to murder me, bro. Here I am, you know, on my way to see my daughter, and you know, the guy is like, Bro, I'm not gonna lie to you, man, I, I thought you was gonna come over here on some bullshit and, and had you, you know, I, I had him on standby, you know, shout out to both of them. You know, for, for being men and uh, just us being able to talk, you know, about the old days. You know, we used to hang out in the field together. Um, and uh, we had a, you know, we had a mutual friend that, you know, we ended up, we ended up losing. And, uh, yeah, man, here we are. Here I am staring down death's door and don't even realize it, man. And uh, just out of pure pure love for one another, you know, we we ended up putting our differences aside. And, uh, you know, I jumped on the bus, told them, hey man, y'all be safe out here. And, you know, we laughed once more and went our separate ways. Um, I went to go see my daughter and, you know, kept it moving. Um, Hope those two gentlemen out there safe, man. With some real shit. Um so yeah years later you know um ended up getting into some shit man with um, where I was accused of uh sticking up a cop so um I ended up fucking going to jail for some shit man I ended up on the run uh ended up losing a couple more partners you know um yeah man and then um, my mother had ended up moving to the '40s, uh, I was for 41st in Michigan, and I was hanging out over there. And um, I'm, I'm at this point, I'm I'm doing bad, man. I'm on drugs, I'm 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 homeless, um, I'm I'm doing whatever just to just to put something in my stomach and keep clothes on my kids' back, my my daughter's back at the time. And um, bump into a couple guys, man, one of them from out east, uh, shout out the black, other one from out west, shout out Domingo. Mingo. Um, and, you know, we are just doing whatever we want, you know, fucking here I am, I'm homeless, you know, so I don't have nowhere to go, you know, there. you know, looking after me, you know, um, motivating me, keeping my head afloat, just to, you know, hey, bro, you gotta get off that shit, man, you gotta get back, you know, get back right, man, this ain't how you supposed to be out here, and, uh, I, uh, I ended up, I ended up, um, Ended up getting a temporary, a temp job, we call it temp job, but it it's uh, temporary work just to make ends meet. And um, the fucking army called me. I, was, I went to my mother's house one day and the army called. I was like, hey, I wanted to know if you wanted to come down and join. And uh, ended up, you know, sitting down with the guy and, you know, had, So the thing about the federal government is, man, you never really get away. So I had a warrant out for my arrest. So, um, you know, they ended up getting me that way. But uh, I, I will say, man, it was one of the best things that ever happened to me, cause it was, it was a time where I was able to clean up my life, you know, um, mentally and internally. You know, I got off that shit. Um, finally was able to um, focus for the first time in probably about twenty something years I had I had focus. I had a purpose. Um beyond just having kids, getting some money, fucking some bitches, you know, I, I had a real purpose, you know. Um so yeah, man, you know, I uh, I took hold of that federal job and, you know, once they once they allowed me to uh to finish my contract, what ended up happening is um, I started to like this shit so much that um, I just kept going. And uh, the fucked up part about the streets, though, man, is that there's there's a certain element that you just can't escape. You know, street dudes no street dudes. You know what I mean? It's just not to... But we do, you know You know motherfuckers from the streets You know, we move different, we talk different Our lingo is different So, ended up hooking up with some motherfuckers One motherfucker from Brooklyn One motherfucker from, uh, Wisconsin And we started, you know, going hard in this shit Um, and I fucked around And we didn't, we didn't got into some shit That we ain't had no business to be in And, um, we ended up going to jail together um Ended up being found not guilty, thank God, because, you know, here we are, three black men in the wrong place, well, excuse me, two black men in the wrong place at the wrong time, M- my homeboy from Brooklyn, that uh, he wasn't even there at the time, so, um, ended up getting out of that shit, and fucking, like, fuck this shit, I gotta change my life. So I'm starting to hang out with different motherfuckers, or at least I thought I was hanging out with some different motherfuckers, and um, <laughs> it's like, man, when you come out of the streets, the streets study calling you, the streets surround you by other street motherfuckers, and you're steady doing dumb shit, so fucked around and thought I was with some motherfuckers who was on a straight and narrow, and one of these motherfuckers is out here doing some shit thing ain't got no business doing, and they hustling, and now they need some help, and they heard that, you know, I'm the motherfucker to come get when you need help, and, I'm the motherfucker to come get when you need some help. And next thing I know, I got a fucking weapons charge. And I'm sitting in the back of a fucking paddy wagon. Excuse me, not a, I'm sitting in the back of a fucking police car. Handcuffed. And. I'm just tired of the shit, man. Next thing I know, I'm sitting in court. With a bunch of motherfuckers who catching charges left and right. I'm tired of this shit, bro. And. You know, I got this charge, and they like, yo, you tell us what's going on. And I eat this charge, and now I'm guilty. And now I got a weapons charge because I'm so fucking street that I won't fucking tell on a motherfucker even though I ain't did shit. I'm still a stand-up nigga. Ain't no fucking ratting. I still live by these rules. Ain't no fucking snitching on nobody. You eat that shit. So I ate the charge. And um, I get back to the house, and I realize something. Nobody give a fuck about me. Ain't no bitch at the crib waiting on me. My kid is fucking. She awful living with her mother. I love her mother. done left me. We divorced. Um, they say when you fucking get into a jam, you find out who your man's is. You find out who really down with you. And I'm at the house by myself. I'm out. I'm free. But it's just me. And um, that's when I realized, man, like, this shit is a joke, bro. These motherfuckers don't care, bro. The day ones. That's just shit we say to each other to keep this bullshit going. As men, we got to do better. We got to teach our sons better. We got to teach our daughters better. So, yeah, after that, you know, um, I ended up moving down to Georgia. I was out there for about three years. <clears throat> and... um And I had fun down in Georgia. Georgia felt like home. So I fucked around and started hanging with a fucking chick because here I am trying to do the right thing, clean my life up, and this fucking chick is preying on me. And now I'm back in the bullshit. Now I'm back in some bullshit, right? Then I got a kid. My second. Now I gotta go get my kid because his mama his mama done fucking hooked up with her ex and the house that I, I got for them they can't stay in because they can't pay the rent. So now they done fucked my credit all up. And now my kid in the system and I gotta go get my kid out the system cause she about to go to jail any minute they done put her in handcuffs and threw my kid in the system Now I gotta go get him so I go get my kid and the bitch that I'm fucking with she mad that I'm putting my family first and her second so the bitch robbed me take everything So I got my kid man I'm back at the house living down in Georgia at the time and uh, you know I hired somebody to come watch him and then you know we started messing around and you know I'm thinking it's going somewhere it's not because she's scheming too and it come out you know that while I'm thinking while I'm at work working and I'm thinking she's taking care of my kid. She done left my kid with her ex, her ex's family, so she can go out and party for a couple days, weeks. And I'm wrong. Anyway, so yeah, man, um, moved to North Carolina, living in North Carolina, and man, life is fucked up, bro. I mean, it is bad, bro so my my son's grandmother uh, his mom's mom said hey I'm gonna come help you out I'm thinking fuck that's crazy I need help you know so she come up to help me out not really not at all to be exact she come up to help herself out scheming getting what she can then she out. No fucks given. Nobody care about me and my son, you know? So here I am again, all alone, trying to figure this shit out. And then his mom gets out after four years. And I'm thinking, man, we got something. We, we We gonna do something big. That's the funny thing about people. When they violate you, you realize they was never who you thought they was. They was never really what you thought they were. There was no compassion for you. They were not compassionate. They did not love you. They did not care. You did, but they didn't. And so five years go by, we have another kid together. And this motherfucker back to doing shit that she was doing before I met her. Hooked on drugs. And gave up on life. Don't get me wrong, life happened. It happened to everybody. People died on us. People close to us fucking fucked us over. but guess what, I stayed true. That person didn't. So because they violated us, man, they violated me, I had to move, got rid of them, and now I'm the bad guy, but it's cool. It's life goes on, you know, we get better at this shit. better at this shit, you know? So what I do, I move on. I move. I'm living in Washington State, but I'm about to move. Motherfucker tried to have me killed. My own kid's mom thought I was less than fucking what it needed to be to be on this planet. Tried to have me knocked off. I go to show you, man, people don't really give a fuck about you. They don't love you. Once they can't get what they need from you, they fuck you over. Well, I bounce back. It's cool. I respect the hustle. I just don't respect the person that's doing the hustle, that's doing the scamming. Most people ask me what was Chicago like when I was growing up. It's the same. Same as it is now. Mindin' social media shit, man. My fucking cops were still killing us. My fucking gangs were still shooting at each other. Fuckers was still getting knocked off. Fuckers still going upside your head. Only difference is our parents was, you know, it's a little hard on us our grandparents didn't play that shit but now that our grandparents gone and we grandparents we just allowing everything we're the product of single mothers and single fathers and we all fucked up man we gotta do better Cause if we don't, man. Yeah, that's, that was, that's what it was like, you know? So here I am, this is me. Another episode in the gym with Noelle. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Leave a comment. Check the message, boy. You'll see where to send in your questions. Thanks for the person that sent in the question and what it was like growing up as me. This is me. Shout out to my kids. Shout out to my family. Catch y'all on the next one. Peace.